Hey everyone, we hope you're having a great week. My name is Eric Johnson, and along with my wife Candace, we are the lead pastors of Studio. We are based in Greenville, South Carolina, and we just want to take a moment and say hello and say thanks for listening to this podcast. So with that, let's get right to it. You know, water, it's one of the most vital elements to life. You and I cannot go very long without water. And if you've ever tried it, you find out really quickly that you can't live without water. It's one of those elements that it sustains life, it creates life, it nourishes. I mean, if you were to just right now take a moment and take inventory of how much water is a part of your life, even if you don't drink it. I mean, hopefully you took a shower today. If not, later would be a good idea. Uh, You think about cooking. It's hard to cook a lot of food without water. If you've got a garden, it's hard to to have a garden without water. Either the rain comes or you turn your hose on. You think about water parks. I mean, imagine the tragedy every child would have if there's no water parks. Uh, Super soakers. I mean, water balloons. There would be no such thing as water balloons. So water is a vital part of our life, and somehow God decided to choose water to signify something. He could have chose a lot of other things, but he chose water. And I just find that interesting, I find that fascinating, and I find that so God. He just chooses something that feels so random, but it's, it, it's not. And because God chooses water and What's fascinating about water in Scripture, it's, it's throughout humanity, but it's so deeply embedded into Scripture, sometimes we just move over it. And I can only highlight a few moments, but one of the moments I want to highlight that it's connected to what's happening in just a little bit here with the people that are getting baptized is the nation of Israel, when they left Egypt and they were moving towards their promised land, there was a moment that came that they had to go through the Jordan River. If you're unfamiliar with the story, they're just, it's a really fascinating story. And we, know, we all know about the Red Sea, but sometimes we forget about the Jordan River. The same river that Jesus was baptized in later, the same exact river. They come to this body of water that's moving, it's a river, and they need to get to the other side. And the instructions were, take the Ark of the Covenant and carry it into the river. And so the priests that were carrying the Ark of the Covenant into the river, when that happened, the river stopped moving. It moved upstream, and whatever was going downstream just kept going downstream. It's one of the most bizarre miracles in Scripture. And they stood in the river while the entire nation crosses the Jordan to step into the Promised Land. So the Jordan River, this water that they went through actually signifies a moment in their own lives that their past is behind them and their future's in front of them. Their old life is over and their new life begins. So it's water in that moment. So fast forward to John the Baptist when he's baptizing people. And, and from what we can read from Scripture, John the Baptist would baptizing people to see if he would run into Jesus. Nope, you're not Jesus. Nope, you're not Jesus. Nope, and he just did that over and over. And then one day came where Jesus comes on the scene and John goes, that's the Messiah. 
And he baptizes Jesus in the water and brings him out. And in this moment, God speaks. It's a powerful moment. So this whole idea of water is, is something that I want us to highlight and just acknowledge for a moment. We're, we're not just immersing people into water because it's fun or it's cute or it's cool. And we just met with everybody in the back a little bit earlier today. And, and I told all of them to please don't get baptized because your friends are getting baptized. Uh, don't get baptized because your parents want you to get baptized. Don't get baptized because it's just something to do. It has to be bigger and more meaningful and more symbolic than that. So I want to read a couple of scriptures to you and just kind of wrap our hearts and minds around this whole idea of water and being immersed in water and what we call water baptism. In Matthew chapter 28, it says this, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age." These are Jesus' last words before he vanishes and descends back to the Father. But what's interesting about this is that I baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What's fascinating about baptism, Jesus did not invent baptism. John the Baptist did not invent baptism. The tradition of baptizing people in water is something that scholars tell us existed before. And so it wasn't like Jesus, hey guys, I've got this new idea. We're going to dunk people in water and that's going to mean X, Y, and Z. He actually took a practice that was already existing in religious traditions. But he gave it a point. He elevated it beyond what it had been used for up until that moment. Prior to Jesus, prior to John the Baptist, you would get baptized into a belief or a religious group. So if we existed before this time, you would get baptized into studio. That's not what we're doing today. No one's getting baptized into studio. That's, an, that's a, a sub-level form of baptism. And so Jesus, he said, I want you to baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So people that are getting baptized today are getting baptized in that. And when Candace and I baptize each person, we're going to be saying, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's not in studio. It's not in anything else other than God. And that's something I want us to recognize. The other key thing I want us to recognize for baptism, it is connected to your faith in Jesus. Not only just your faith in Jesus, it is connected to the reality that he died and he rose again. And last week, we spent all day Sunday just celebrating and acknowledging, acknowledging what Jesus did through his death and resurrection. And I read a verse last week that I want to bring to our attention again where the angel tells the people that came to the tomb, said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? You see, death is necessary for life to happen. And one of the things we have to recognize that's unique about the Christian faith is that you have to die in order to have new life. So baptism today is actually a physical, symbolic act that is deeply sacred to every person that gets baptized. When you go in the water, you are actually immersing yourself and you're dying to your old self. And when you come out of the water, you become a new creation. 
This is what the act is. This isn't just to get wet. This isn't just to do it because everyone else would know. It's saying, I put my faith in the reality that Jesus died and he rose from the grave. In order for me to step into life, I have to die to my old self. So that's what's happening today. In Romans chapter 6, in chapter 2, verse 12, sorry. Back up. There's two passages, Romans 6 and Colossians 2, verse 12. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And then in Romans 6, verses 3 and 4, it reads this. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. So being baptized is dying and coming back to life. And the last thing that I want to mention before we bring everybody up, baptism was never meant to be done in isolation. For obvious reasons, it's hard to baptize yourself. <laughs> you can try it, and you definitely will get wet. But when you study New Testament, and when you study the early church, something that was one of the phenomenas of the early church is that thousands of people were getting saved and baptized. So when you said yes to Jesus, your confession of your faith, it was common to go get baptized right then. Because they were like, I'm confessing to Jesus my life. And I'm going to go get baptized as an act of my confession. But what it did too, it actually, you're baptizing and you're not the only one. You're amongst other people that have been baptized and have made a commitment to serve Jesus the rest of their life. So in a way, you're being baptized to be connected to a body of Christ, not just to, unto yourself. It's actually to be connected, and we get to become a living, thriving, vibrant community of people that keep each other accountable, that inspire each other, that spur us on to the deeper things of God, and if needed, we get corrected, if needed, we get guided, and that's the beauty of doing it today. And what we wanted to do today, this is our first one we've done at Studio, we wanted to make this a church-wide moment, not just a moment with a handful of people. And so today, what we're going to do after we introduce everybody, I'm going to give some real simple instructions because once we're done introducing everybody, we're all going to go outside. So what we're going to do when we, after we introduce everybody, we're going to open up these garage doors and you're going to make your way out to the parking lot. And for the parents that do have some of your younger children in the back bays, just pick up your children on the way out. And out in the parking lot directly behind Bay 4 is we have a whole area set aside for two baptism tanks. Those little pads on the ground, your children would know what those are for. And we want to encourage the children to sit around the tanks. And then if you want to stand on the stairs behind the tank or stand in the parking lot around it. We want to make this a community, communal um, affair. We want this to be something. But... You're not just watching and observing. I want you to celebrate when someone gets baptized. Because what each person, we met with each one of them just earlier today, and every one of them said out loud, I am doing this because I want to put my faith in Jesus. I put my faith in the reality that he died and he rose from the grave. 
So what we can do at the church family, we can celebrate. So as people are getting baptized, celebrate, cheer, high five, do whatever you feel like you need to do. But this is the, this is the celebratory moment for us at the church. And so I'm going to ask for all the people that are getting baptized today. Your parents can stay there unless you need to come with your child. I totally understand that. But if, if you're getting baptized, could you please come to the front now? And church, why don't you give them a hand as they come? Just come right up here. Thanks for listening. And we hope this talk benefits you in every way possible. For more information about Studio, you can go to studiogreenville.com or go to Instagram and look for studio.greenville. We would also love it if you would leave a review and hit those five stars. Other than that, have a great week and we'll see you soon.